0: Hey, I want to shout out our guys at Recoup Wellness, Cody and Dr. Austin, who are working on some great things in that biohacking community. They bring in new methods of performance recovery involving hyperbaric oxygen therapy, PEMF, and red light therapy. Be sure to stop by GLS and check out our hyperbaric and all of our recovery modalities, and we appreciate you, Recoup. All right, this is Gary Scheffler with Recoded the Podcast. Uh recoded with Gary Scheffler. And uh today, sitting with me again, I got I got my guy Donald Clay. Um, and uh he's 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 kind of a co host today slash a guest because um we're gonna get into some recruiting stuff and he is the father of Donald Clay, who is a safety currently at SMU, who is right now in the transfer portal, so they reopen their recruiting process so we're going to talk a little bit about recruiting and that brings me to my guest for today Mr. Jimmy Smith uh the mullet toss champion I didn't know that (laughs) until just now you know you find things out about people but uh Jimmy's um he's he's known for being connected to a few different entities one is battle he's a director of brand development for battle which is all your gear and stuff like that so if you haven't heard of battle check him out um he's going to give us a hundred percent off coupon code today for me to get anything I want. Um, also he is a publisher for rivals, LSU and Arkansas, uh, universities. Um, and he is the founder of the Louisiana bootlegs who is probably one of the most infamous seven on seven teams that have ever graced the planet. Um, they've had players, uh, Odell, Jamal chase, like, It's just a long line who actually Donald had actually paid for for them, too. Um, So welcome, guys.
1: Appreciate you having me, bud.
0: Yeah, man. Um, So, you know, I I, I guess one of the biggest things I try to do with the show is, is I try to bring people on to try to give some kind of information. We want every show to be quality on how it could help a student athlete or something like that. And we've had everything from the spiritual side of life, God talks. Um, you know, all the way to just training and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, kind of introduce yourself a little bit and, and how you got into everything that you're doing right now and, and kind of take us down that journey a little bit.
1: Yeah, like most of us, you know, as a young adult, didn't know what my path would be in life. Um, And then I was running a shoe store in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. and a, a couple Jaguars players came in, and we just started talking ball. And at the end, uh, guy Kyle Brady, a former tight end for the Jaguars, pulled me aside and said, man, your football knowledge is, is really high level. You know, uh, Do you do anything with sports? And I told him I, sh- I should, but I don't. And, uh, and he just said, you should. Look into it. And how old are you? And he asked me those questions. And, and after he left, I just started thinking, like, what am, what am I doing in life? I'm selling shoes, love sports. Is this what I want to be? And Kyle kinda Bundy. Just, Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? I'm, I'm putting on shoes. I was working at a Journey's. Oh right. yeah, wow. so I'm putting Chuck wow. Taylors. Well, on it's cool and when and you're stuff. young, right? You get right. the yeah. you know
0: everybody yeah. wearing Dude, Doc Martens. I had three hundred
1: pair of shoes because I mean a third of my paycheck went to discounted <laughs> shoes, you know. So, <laughs> but um, but I did know some people in radio. You know, I grew up. My my uncle, my next door neighbor, was Buddy Deliberto, oh, old okay. old Saints yeah, broadcaster, right? And so I was always you know interested in being in that line of work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, after he left, it just it, it marinated all night long, and the next morning started thinking, who do I know? How could I tap in? How could I get in? And I called a guy by the name of Max Mfinger, who's one of the early scouts. You know, mm-hmm. before there was rivals and so on, uh, Max Finger had an All-American list and rankings for USA He was dealing with high school athletes? Yeah, that high school, school oh, okay. athletes. He was a former Cowboys scout. So, he was rather established and experienced. So, I reached out. Um, his son and I went to high school together and just said, Hey, man, I, I'll, I'll work for you. I don't care what it is. I just want to get in the business. I work for free. And then that was the beginning. And then from there, uh, I got hired by a scouting service and started building databases and selling those databases to colleges and then writing player evaluations and then doing radio shows for draft day. And then it just kind of evolved in time, mm-hmm. you know. And then the seven-on-seven seven idea came up, and I was the first to build a team with the Louisiana bootleggers and, and just been kind of plugging away for a while. Went into writing and media 12 years ago doing that uh for the last 12 years worked for nola.com for a while and, and now rivals and, and just trying to have my hands in a little bit of everything you know it's re- it's a rewarding field that i'm in dealing with young athletes and i know you can speak to this as well mm-hmm. when you take a kid and you can do your part to help elevate them whether it be through health or whether it be through recognition the mm-hmm. things i do um when you see them succeed and you see it play out in front of you, it's really rewarding. Yeah. You know, so, so I've, I've been really lucky and blessed and, and I'm honestly, I'd probably be a traveling regional sales manager right now for a shoe store if it wasn't for that one interaction <laughs> with a couple Jaguars players. And it's just kind of funny how things like that in life, you know, can, can alter your path. Just that quick conversation yeah, just completely altered my path and, and set me on a new one. And, and I'm very grateful for it.
0: Yeah. One one of the things that you said just now, whenever you was mentioning all of that stuff, was is when you when you called that resource that you had, you didn't call in and say, "Hey man, um, how much can you pay me to do this?" You said, right. "Man, let me come work for you." And I think a lot a lot of our kids miss the boat. Not not just kids, like adults too. Like they miss the part of. Man, let me just come in there and be a part. You know, it was like when Donald came here, it was like, man, fuck, I don't care about the money. Like, get me in there. Let me be around the kids, and whatever you could do for me is a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he walked away from a job making seven grand a month, mm-hmm. eight grand a month to come here to make a thousand a month at first. Right. And then, right. you know, as you prove yourself in, in, mm-hmm. in the industry that you're trying to get in, man, money's a side effect of success, right? right. So you mm-hmm. get what you need, and if you have faith, you'll always, he'll provide. Right. You know, so, you know, here we sit today. Right, and,
1: and that was kind of my thought. Let me in. I'll make it work. Yeah. You know, I started as that, that shoe salesman, as a part-time job. A year later, I had my own store, you know, and I just knew, and, and I had experience, you know, stepping into things that were new to me and, and making it work mm-hmm. and elevating myself. So mm-hmm. I was confident if somebody opens this door for me, I'm going to make something positive happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. the 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 um The process... We talk about that all the time. The process is the same whether you're a shoe salesman trying to get to the top, whether you're a writer trying to get to the top, the trainer trying to get to the top. I mean, I, d- listen, you came in today. This is I have a three day stretch every week where I come in at seven in the morning. I leave at nine at night. Mm-hmm. I don't leave like we haven't eaten yet. Right? And it's it's you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd
2: be, it'd be like that though. It'd be like that. But
0: it's like you you. I don't even think about it. You, you know right what I'm saying? Cuz right. I know what I want, I know what my goals are and and that's um you know a, another thing that you mentioned too was is um to do your part, to do your little piece or whatever. And I think a lot of people and I know you've faced it before cuz we've had our own disagreements and stuff and yeah. and and you know in this industry, it's a competitive environment all the time, but a lot of times what what I think people miss is is that's all you're trying to do is that part. I, I'm trying to keep them safe, you know. Duck may be a mentor, that you know. The coach is going to be the coach. This shit can't be done by one person, right? It, it takes really, a village, right? Yeah. It takes a village.
1: It really does, and I think you know, it's, I call it the infrastructure of of athlete development. You're a big piece of it. You're a big piece of it. I think we all contribute to that infrastructure, and uh, yeah, it does definitely take a village and. And if anybody tells you they could do it all by themselves, that's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag. It takes a lot of hands on deck, uh, regardless of what it is we do. You know, um, even when I write a story about a kid trying to elevate them, I make sure other media members get that story so they familiarize themselves with that athlete. And then hopefully that will lead to them writing more stories about the kid and so on. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a collective. It's a village of sorts. And, uh, you know, and I'm glad we worked through our struggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to because it's for the kids. It's tough for us. You know, and I
0: think what
1: got us here was simply we knew why we were doing it. Mm -hmm. We might have different ways of going about it and handling ourselves and the way we approach situations. But at the end of the day, we're two of the few that are doing it for the right reasons and the right way. Mm -hmm. And so we always felt compelled, well, we got to figure this out because they need us. Yeah. Right? And when we can work together it makes both of us stronger you know? i
0: i i feel like one of the biggest struggles that is for that you have it's not really you but it's the situation that you're in is you can only do so much you only mm-hmm. have so much time in a day you can only write so much about a certain kid you could only say so much about this kid you have the you know, you've been around the bootleg organization. You founded that. You got rivals in LSU, which is going to take a certain kid that's going right. to be written about with LSU or, or like the kid that's the backup safety at Southern is not going to be a kid that's recruited by LSU, right? Right. So True. that kid's probably not going to get an article written or something like that so then it's like well i'm slept on and he don't like me and blah and it's Mm -hmm. like it's not that it's like it may not fit now there's somebody that's that's that is writing about those kids there's somebody that you know and i think where you've got a bad rap sometimes was in that situation is you 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 can't write about everybody it's impossible it's Mm -hmm. impossible to pull that off you would probably love to you know if you had just unlimited hours in a day mm-hmm. and um in 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 Donald was a kid that you know he was um we talk about this all the time athletically he didn't look like some of the other kids that he was in that recruiting process mm-hmm. with Donald's body turned into a man in college right Right. You know what I'm saying? We knew that early. We yeah. used to talk about yeah. that early. Yeah, like, he's
1: still that. a baby, didn't yeah. have arm hair, you know, all these yeah. things, right? <laughs> yep. So like, yep. and, and it's interesting how some kids develop differently, you yeah. know, and I think being in front of these kids and seeing that process from 14 to 24 and beyond, you know, you start to get a feel through body mm-hmm. types, through developments, and, and you're able to make some of those projections, you know, and the first, I th- I'm pretty sure I was the first one to write about your boy. Huh?
2: Definitely was. Y- yeah, I think
1: he was yeah. an eighth grader going was. into seventh grade. Seventh, seventh grader. grader going into eighth grade. Yeah, grade. at a yeah. tooling camp, you know, and he made That's the top performers are. list of, of high school athletes, you know, and and that was based off of the projection. Well, he's this good now, right? right. And he's a little baby, even standing next to kids in his class. You could tell he still had the baby face. Yep. He was he was yeah. you know a little later in his development, and so um, yeah, you know, and and it is it's rewarding for me to write about Donald than it is more to write about Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. you know, and and so I've been having to try to find my stride now that I'm, I'm strictly writing about LSU and Arkansas prospects. That might be 15, 20 kids a year in the yeah. state of Louisiana. Right. Right. Realistically. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. where I used to be able to write about 75, 100, yeah. right? A kid going to Louisiana College or, or Nichols. Um, but I can't really do that anymore. And the kids don't really understand that. And parents don't understand that. So I often get, you know, some, some blame and some, some some And if Jimmy
0: writes an article part, about right? you, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, some,
2: it's 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 some almost gold. like comes with offers. Yeah, yeah it it's comes gold. with offers almost. It's gold. it's gold to the kids. Yeah. It's gold to yeah. the yeah. kids. And I wish I could do
1: that for everyone. I just can't, yeah. you know. And so, and that's where I feel like I owe it to them, though, to try to make up for it on the back end. Mm-hmm. To make those extra calls and so on. and. And I've always taken a little different approach. When I do play that backdoor, behind-the-scenes role, I don't middleman with the kids. They don't know who I call. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Duck might know a couple schools I've spoken to on his son's behalf over the years, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, he never even really asked me, and I damn sure didn't open up about it. That's just, I didn't want to place myself Mm -hmm. as being that guy. Don't tag me on Twitter. I don't need all that stuff. You know what I mean? And by doing it right and being so repetitive and and rather good at it, I will admit I think I'm fairly good at that aspect of things. Um, I get all the publicity I need. Most of the athletes I know and that I help were introduced to me from someone that's already seen me be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think you could probably say the same with your line of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You know, at this point, um, people are handing people word of too. mouth is it's, is
0: it's the greatest marketing tool ever. Absolutely. You'll never beat it. Yes, yeah. people every, trust people. Yeah. Any billboard <laughs>
1: you could buy won't do the same. Yeah. For you. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: um, And, and, and Donald, you had two sons basically go through the process. That both was unique situations. You had Donald, who we just talked about the athleticism side of it, and then Marquise was a systematic kid in a lot of senses. Like, he's a little scat back. He's mm-hmm. not going to be the LSU running right, back. Right. He's Maybe right. as fast as them. Yeah, he's not 6 foot plus, right? And yeah. it's,
2: it's a a certain standard that these guys look for. And and that's understood. Yeah. And when you don't meet that standard, right, but you still you compete, you know, like you said, you you go for you go for yours, you go for what's for you in that particular spot or, or whatever God God has called for you, right? That's yours. Right. Like you can't look in front of what he has for you. So in yeah. in
0: in saying that now, as opposed to actually being in the fire, like it's that's different. what parents. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's way <laughs> different. Totally different. It's way different. That's it's what totally parents different. need to hear though, it's because totally they need different. to hear like, like, man, yeah, it's, listen, it's, it, it's it's like, you you have this kid you're going home with who's heartbroken in the right? sense, like, and, and, man, and you're
2: that parent, you know that that just want to see them be successful. You want to see them win. you want to see them have their just do Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, we, we have to understand as we get older, right. With maturity, you know, it it becomes a a setup where it's like, okay, what God has for them, like you can never. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't get in front of that. But of course, you know, it was many days where we would go home and I'm understanding the work, right. I see the work ethic they putting in. I know the the things that they would walk away from to be able to go make sure they trained and did what they had to do. And then they, You know, they felt like, well, I'm not getting my just due. So, of course, as a parent, you get tied into that. You get sucked into that as well. Part of feeling protected. Yeah. You know, you're the protector, right? So, uh and I, it's, man, it's different. It's different. Because now that I'm on the outside looking in, like, you know, and I get those phone calls, man, bro, what you think about this? Man, look, listen, in due time, what's for them is going to be for them, right? They're not being (laughs) slighted. You know, they're not being overlooked. You know they're being looked at for what they're supposed to be, in, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. And, and that's that's all and you can- and
0: I, I think a lot of times um, it's a distraction. You lose focus. They lose focus yeah. because it's like okay, I still got to check all these boxes every day, and if I take that emotional part of not getting that reward that I feel like I should get, because it, it to me it's almost like. The kid that don't get an offer is gonna he may stay there and work 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 work. It could I guess it could work both ways. Or he could say, "Man, I'm not getting off, but I quit." And or mm-hmm. he could sit there and go, "The guy that's getting thirty offers is just looking for the next offer, and he forgets to go to the gym." That like yeah. uh, he don't yeah. forget, but he just is like gets caught up in that yeah. race mm-hmm. and they lose their yeah, way. Like he get that. comfortable
2: for the, and that was the best thing that I had ever saw, you know, being stated when when they were coming up in that era, right? When everybody was like blessed to receive my first offer, my second offer, my third offer. And you came on and was like, y'all got to stop doing that, right? You you just be blessed to receive an offer, right? Don't don't be putting no numbers on it, right? Because then, you know, you have an obligation as well to continue to show these youngers that if they continue to work, right, then your offers will come as well. But when you go to put numbers on it, then it becomes this this look
0: like Well it's, it's it becomes a material item. Yeah, it does. yeah. it does it yeah. does exactly yeah. 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 and
1: then you've got to think of how that will look to the coach that just offered you. Yeah, yeah. right? Oh I'm
0: just you wasn't worried about my offer. Yeah, you just, yeah, you trying just to, yeah. wanted
2: the number. Yeah, yeah. the number exactly. count. Yeah it's the body count, right? And then the and number then number and
0: then you know you flip the other side of cause we've had Dave on Jaluk's supposed to come on the show and all and 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 those guys are like, man, we we give an offer to a kid and then it's like all right, what's next? Like, they not even... Wait, you know, they yeah. not even, they juggling the office. Like y'all saying, they putting a count on them and stuff. How many, how many can I get? And and then where does that manifest later on in life?
1: Exactly. You, you, right. you know what
0: I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, you know, as the terms of kids use, I hate to even say something, body count and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like that's, what, that's what's next? How many right. girls can I be with? How many of this can I do? How many yeah. of that? You know, when you lose the quality of life inside mm-hmm. of what you actually trying to accomplish, somebody felt good enough about the things that you've done and, and how good you are and how how talented you are, and the gift that God gave you to come in there and say we're going to give you a free ride to our university, and you like, thank you, great conversation, blessed to receive number two, where's number three?
1: Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I mean.
0: And Donald got seven offers one day, six offers one day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't even have time to process that. Mm-hmm. Like, then you got a kid out there that don't have none, and he's sitting yeah, there going, "That's the look. holy shit, I just yeah. got an offer. Yeah, yeah. Right. My dream. This kid might not have no parents. We don't yeah. know what what his background is, where he's coming from, or anything like that. You know, it's a, it's a it's a it's a nasty world.
1: <laughs> and kids still do it. Still oh yeah, it. yeah. It yeah, was yeah. a trend that started. I don't know. I'd say ten years ago, eight yeah. years ago, and it yeah. just continues today. And and I DM kids all the time. Quit putting numbers on it. It's just not a good look. Yeah. You know, because perceptions everything. Right? Yeah. And so. The, Joe Schmo, the general public, is looking at that like, oh, like you said, it's just a material item. To yeah. kid. You're putting out this thing, I'm blessed, this is a dream come true, so on and so on, and then you slap that number on it, and now it just looks like, oh, what are you, a salesman? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you trying to convince us that yeah. this was important to you because that number just totally discredits yeah. the or, whole Or situation? it makes
2: the next school look like, okay, well, we're just a number, right? Yeah. yeah why you never, even, Do those, we want to be 22? First, 22? Yeah, those like. first six guys were just numbers, right? So right. Do we want to be number seven? Right. Okay, we're gonna buy into that. Well, no, because we're number one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. in
0: everyone's eyes. But these kids are placing numbers on it. Like, I Always said like a little Gary's five. But if he, if he if he's in that situation, he starts. I don't know if I would post him. I, I you know you need maybe to post when him. it comes yeah maybe they, when it comes time to it. To it yeah, but he, he, he I would. It. But but the way things are looking, he's not gonna get an offer. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no well, well again. You've been, you're teaching you the math then, right? You doing
1: math. good with math?
0: Now, Alex may be the first NFL female quarterback, but yeah. but, <laughs> but uh cause he she's uh she's a beast, but I don't know but But he's a know. late bloomer, right? Yeah, yeah could those. be, could you be. Have,
2: you have could those have late those. bloomers. By the time he turned nine, he looking like the Hulk and everybody in the world want him. Yeah. yeah, You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's, he's five, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, give
1: yeah. yeah. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet,
0: dude. He actually did get his first <laughs> <laughs> offer because when he was born and I had put the picture up, Dave called me. He's like, let me be the first one. The... He got a Memphis offer. Yeah, off didn't off. you tweet that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you
1: tweeting yeah. that. I remember you tweeting that. I <laughs> think yeah. I might have even retweeted it. He's probably like a twenty a thirty
0: seven or some shit. Yeah, you
1: know, that's the thing. When you get your first, say my first offer, right? And if you hit a milestone, twenty five, maybe yeah. fifty, get that. You know and what's interesting about the number count is every kid that has twenty five offers probably really has seventeen, yeah, eighteen. They're they come real. and they disappear. You know, some of them are never committable. Yeah. Right, and they're doing a favor. Have the staffs change? Right. So you're making account and you're accumulating these offers and putting a number on them that's not even really valid. Right. Yeah. Like there's no there's no truth to that number. Yeah. You know. Well, you
0: know, in in, in I've, I've been off of Twitter for about six. I just started my Twitter back up yesterday, but um, it, it's it's crazy because you'll see. When the staff changes, they'll go back and reoffer the Re-off. ones that they want. Mm-hmm. So kids will post that too, like, hey yeah. man, blessed to be re offered. Reoffer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like reoffered yeah. or whatever. So you get a kid that's that's been re-offered or whatever, and that should tell these kids that are freshmen, sophomores and juniors possibly that your offer might not exist if a new staff comes in and 100%. they change staffs like they change underwear now. Mm-hmm. If you don't if you got two seasons basically probably to get it done. Yeah. Especially in these mid majors, because you got two seasons to get it done. If you do do it, not, the not SEC is coming. coming right? Yeah, yeah, right. So, bigger, so, so you see the coaches coming. changing left and right, which changes the recruiting process, and yeah. and then you know you throw in the NILs and and that's everything. Really a changes. Crazy
2: game. Bro, it's it's
1: it's, it's nuts. changed Everything. Bro, that's crazy. It's changed everything. It, it changed everything. It really did. You know, and and back on your point. You don't even need a whole staff to leave. It could just be your area recruiter or position mm-hmm. coach, mm-hmm. and that could have been the guy standing on the table for you. Now that he's not there, yeah. you're a forgotten piece. Yeah. L- yeah. Let me let me actually, not
0: even a
2: conversation <clears throat> in a staff room. Though. Yeah,
1: your, your your file's not even on record yeah. anymore. You, basically, you, you
0: know? said something just now about uh, the position the position coach changing or the mm-hmm. area recruiter. Right. I know if I'm not mistaken, like Tulane a couple of years ago went to. The position coach recruiting the position, mm-hmm. and not area coaches recruiting area, mm-hmm. is that happening in college football now? Because it wasn't; it was always area stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: So your position recruiters, it's it's quite different. So your area recruiters were the guys that were networked in that region, right? Mm-hmm. You wanted them, out yeah. You there hired Dave
0: Johnson; he recruits in Recru- New Orleans. Area. Recruits right. New Orleans;
1: he's probably related to somebody along the line. They're only two degrees of separation away from that family, so on and so on, but. Today's world, it's about player development. Who's the guy I'm going to be working with every day? Mm-hmm. That's going to make the decision on whether I play or not. Kids are becoming more educated on that, and then you know it—it it just creates a sense of comfort with the staff and, and these coaches. When I have a say, who, you know, I'm a receivers coach. I want to have a say. So and I want to play a major role in what receivers we get, mm-hmm. and right? And so you've seen over time more of the position coaches have tried to take that stance and and assert themselves in the position-specific spe- uh, recruiting, and, and I think it's beneficial to the kids, honestly, right? Because you can be re- recruited by an air- area recruiter that you'll have minimal to no interaction with throughout a, a
3: football right, week. Right, right,
1: Be with the guy that's going to be in your room, teaching you, coaching you, disciplining you, uh, being the shoulder to lean on when you need help. That's going to come from your position coach. So seeing that transition, I think it's really beneficial to the kids, and uh, and and it's definitely you know uh, kind of changed the way some dynamics are handled within recruiting because back in the day, it was just Frank Wilson would dominate New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? And so on and so on. And Frank Wilson still does a lot of the yeah, recruiting for the New Orleans yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's heavily involved in all of it. Right, but it, dude. The LSU
0: right. hired him before McNeese knew.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. But it's some a lot of dynamics have changed uh, recently in recruiting, and it's really kind of turned it upside down. It feels completely different today than it did just five years ago.
0: Yeah. 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 You know. Well, you back in it. Yeah. From yeah. In you're,
1: back in, <laughs> you're in this thing called yeah. a transfer portal yeah. that didn't
2: even exist five years ago. And it's something totally different. Like totally said, different. You
1: know? And I consider myself an expert on the high school side of it. I'm still learning this transfer portal
3: stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. You know, it's a totally different approach with the coaches. The things I used to be able to say and kind of push coaches to kind of nudge them along, It's different now Mm -hmm. with the transfer portal. It's two totally different conversations, even though you're talking about the same thing, getting a player in a program. But it's two totally different kind of conversations. You know, I I think it
0: hurt the kid more than it helped them. And and the reason why I say that is is because now you got a kid that probably would have absolutely been a recruit. That now he's on hold for a minute, so we could see how these Mm -hmm. situations play out, and then go back. So let's say that you kind of on it, like right now. It's late, like like to be committing to a school right now or to mm-hmm. be signing with a school. It used to be, everything happened because because uh, the way I, I saw it or whatever is I would see it play out in here is, is you had early signing period, which wasn't always like that, right? Mm-hmm. That right. started that's a few years ago. And that's and that's right. yeah, it's still kind of right? Twenty eighteen, yeah, right? So you get early signing. So like, that that signing. So like right. a lot of the dudes that are absolute studs that had been courted by these schools for so long, they're, they're gone. They're taken. Then you go into the late signing period where, okay, well, we thought we was getting this one, so we got to make sure from December to January that we lock the second choice that down February, to get right, him. February, and now right. then there would have been, okay, well, we didn't get these guys. Let's go ahead and offer this kid. He's still sitting out there and get him in. So you would see these kids signing like three or four days later or something like that because those – now you got transfer portal. So at the mid-mark, you got an early signing period, so the top high school kids could potentially be gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you got the transfer portal opens up because football ends January or whatever, and now these kids are jumping into the portal. So the guys that are sitting there that could have potentially been an LSU guy or something, he may fall – down a little bit because the transfer portal might have picked up a kid that LSU is going to take instead of that guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the trickle-down effects real when it comes to transfer portal, Un- unlike economics, right? It yeah. doesn't trickle down very well right. in our economy. But in the transfer portal and recruiting, it absolutely does. The guy that might have got that late offer from LSU that's now going to Tulane just took an offer from a kid that was going to go to Tulane that might now have to wait on McNeese. And then McNeese is saying, well, hell – We're in the portal waiting for that kid that's transferring from Tulane that can come in and play right away. Yeah. And so you have a kid that thought he would have a shot at a Tulane or a UL who's just hoping anybody gives him a shot and may have to walk on. You know, So it's really definitely a trickle-down effect. Um, Every school's grabbing the next man's scraps and trying to make do with it and then finding those diamonds in the rough and those gems along the way. And it's just totally – there's a lot of kids, and I really saw it last year and even more this year, kids where I'd go into late into a recruiting phase and cycle and feel like, okay, this kid's too good to be left on the table. I'm going to be able to find him a home Mm -hmm. and I can't. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, whoa, like I can't believe this happened overnight. Yeah. You know, and I have, I'll have a list of 40, 50 kids that I'm I think could play on the college level that don't have an option available to them. And I used to be able to get down that list and almost take care of every one. right You know, now I'm just hoping to get halfway through it.
2: The kids also have a decision to make too, right? Because like even in our situation, honestly, if if, if Donald would have hit the portal early, right, Mm -hmm. he would probably know where he's going, right. He would have been there already. But the fact that we was in our fourth year, right, and it was about the degree, Mm -hmm. right, because that's what it's about at the end of the day, the degree. Mm -hmm. So okay, I'm 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 gonna stay here and get my degree. It was about the degree for y'all. Yeah. Well, definitely. It's yeah. it's about it, you should know, be it, should it should be for about for the degree everybody. for everybody. But right. it ain't right. right. It should be about the degree. So by him going for the degree, now it's like that that third that's going into June, you know, and it's like, okay, well, we're in spring right now. And once they get in spring, right, then they go they get laser focused on what they have. Mm-hmm. Because now they want to see who's gonna fit. You know, everybody is a good ball player until it's time to put those pads on, mm-hmm. right? And who's gonna fit, whether it be from a from a physical aspect, right, or from a from a mental standpoint, can they pick up the playbook or not, right? All of these things going to to factor, and then now you just sitting there like, okay, well, good thing for us is right, we waiting to get our degree. But once the degree is set, then it's like, okay. What's the next move? Mm-hmm. And the fear of the unknown, right? Like, right. damn, what's going to happen after that? And, you know, again, that's where, you know, whatever the anointed steps that's, are, that's what we're going to do. But it's it's a little rougher now.
0: You know? you, you used to have, it, it always was about the degree. It should have yeah. been. And the well, reason it why is because it yeah. wasn't a transfer portal. Right. Because it was grad right. transfer. You grad had to graduate. Yeah. Or sit yeah. out a complete year, with yeah. the, which nobody Which changes to. the yeah. game. right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. right. 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 So now with the transfer portal, it, I think it's really caused a lot of problems where, you know, at least before you would have graduated, it would have made them focus on school. They would have got that part. It puts out a better person in the sense of yeah. someone who typically probably finished. I, I mean, I didn't. Fuck, I couldn't. I spent 10 minutes at Delgado, but I, I lucked out. You know what I'm saying? God had a plan for me. So. But what I'm saying is most of the time, probably the guys that I graduated high school with that have degrees probably do better than the guys that don't.
2: You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Or they
0: have a more opportunity presented to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you was a grad transfer, at least now we got the degree. And the, sc- right. the school more or less did their job where, you know, like you said, sitting out's not, it's really not an option if you're a junior in high sc- I mean, college yeah. or something. Yeah, and
1: the coaches and the schools don't want to burn a scholarship on a guy that can't play either. Right. right. yeah. And right. so it's, it's changed those dynamics. You said something about it being the degree. If he was at n- nothing against, you know, in North Texas, if mm-hmm. he was at North Texas instead of SMU, who's a highly regarded academic institution, would he have hit the portal earlier? Was it the lure of the SMU degree? And the significance of that specific degree,
0: yeah, because that's why they chose the school, Yeah. right? Yeah, I know that played well, a huge role yeah, in your decision yeah, because because he, he went to North Texas, yeah. <laughs> well, he
2: had he had some SEC schools as well, right? Right, <laughs> right, no, right. But when we stepped back and we really looked at it, okay, it's really about the forty-year plan, not the four-year plan, right? Mm-hmm. And SMU was. Man, you were like, saying that line six years ago. Yeah, forty-year plan. Yeah, it's that's, real. That's though. what it's it so is. Real. It's the forty-year plan. It's not the four-year plan. And I mean, I understand. I guess you know, it's the upbringing of some kids in some certain households, right? Like every, like you said, we don't know everyone's situation. You know, it mm-hmm. might be a kid coming home every day to an empty house. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. got to find his own food to eat, right? Or he got to cook for himself, or he got to go out there and make money to eat. And we don't know, you know, And then he, and they, in their mind, right? Everyone says this as well, all the kids. You know, I got to make it because I got to take care of my mom. I got to buy my mom a house. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. So they're being already like, You know that seed is being planted, and some of them—that's all they're chasing—is—is that
0: ball, you know. And it's—it's yeah, it's a you know, it's It's why it's why it's it's why yeah, it's why why, it's it's why I'd love for every kid to come through here because they have us to talk to. You know what I'm saying? They have they have that to talk to where. I mean, you see it all the time. You've been around the industry long enough where people are attaching themselves to these kids and they just riding the kids' coach time. Coaches, I mean, coaches them, yeah. do it. Yeah. Coaches yeah. do it. Yeah. And, and they're giving advice about stuff.
1: things they really don't know. Yeah. And right. then the right. kids yeah. walk into walls, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and then, then, and like, then like, well, the, the, the trainer's
0: still doing what he's doing or the mm-hmm. recruiter's still doing what he's doing. Whoever it is is still doing what they doing and then the kid's the one that, that exactly. lost, right. you know. And that was like a lot of like when we – got back together and, then you know, I amended the relationship I had with AB is because we have kids in our city that need us, you yeah, know, yeah. and, and together, it's bigger than, our, than I than mean, us dude, separate. I go home right. every night to a comfortable house and a family and my kids don't want for nothing, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, I, I'm being selfish. Like I got to change the way that I'm doing things. And then what starts to happen is, is people start to reach out. And they like, man, I saw blah, 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 and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and you never know what doing that might change somebody else's life right. or something. So it it's it's another thing too is is the um what happens, I think, a lot of times with these kids with these offers is the coach the head coach, right? It's almost like he's sitting at this desk. I'm the head coach and y'all my recruiters, and y'all go out and y'all, y'all talking to these kids and y'all recruiting and y'all doing this and that. And then I'm like. Oh, you could get Donald Clay? Yeah, go, go get him. And then you come back with Donald Clay, but you came back with so-and-so before. And I'm like, well, tell Donald to hold on. Now, that dude got to go back to that parent. He got to go back to that kid. Meanwhile, you can't touch the coach. You can't get a conversation with the coach. But you talking to the recruiter, and I think that happens a lot of times where these these coaches, recruiters, or and it could happen in the writing game. It could happen in the training game. Because, listen, I, I got a situation right now where I've been trying to get a kid into something, and I'm not going to say what it is because it would give away all the people involved. But I, I can't get the kid. Like to, to where I'm trying to get him, but the person that is dealing with me directly, it, I've never asked them for anything before in my life. And they keep, they always said, man, anything you need, anything you need, anything you need, you know, man, I don't ask for much. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I ask him and then he's like, well, it's this one and that one. And it's an organization. It's not a a, a school or nothing, but the kids, I wouldn't speak on a kid. I'm not asking a favor. The kids legit. Like he could do it as as well as anybody that, you know, is is out there right now. He's just an underclassman, so they not even they don't even want to look at him. But I think he snuck his way in anyway. So
1: mm-hmm. it it scares me when I see people who aren't very versed in the recruiting game getting behind a kid and trying to play that role
3: mm-hmm.
1: because there's so many little mistakes you can make. And, <laughs> One of the things I, I learned early on is quit trying to force a kid on a school, right? Because ultimately, if they're not jumping on him, they get paid. They don't want him. Yeah, they, yeah, they get paid big bucks, right? right. And, you know, and, and then that kid goes and he doesn't play and he doesn't enjoy his time. And then he becomes frustrated, which is their worst enemy. Right, right. Right, and so on and so on. And it's like, well, you know, if, if I would have talked to him about hey, man, I know you've always dreamt of being at LSU, but you could have been a star at Tulane, you know, and, and and so you sit back. And I, I had some of those experiences early in my career, and I felt like I played a role in his failure because I wanted to make him happy, mm-hmm. you know, and probably at the same time say, look what I did, right, right, right. Yeah. as a young guy trying to yeah, make yeah, an yeah, imprint yeah. in the business. Yeah. But it's like the- a
0: parent. Yeah, Like you're being a parent, like you don't discipline your kid because it feels a certain way. Right. Yeah, then you fail the kid, right? Yeah, Yeah. you want to be the friend instead of the dad sometimes, you Mm. know.
1: So, yeah, it's a a tricky process. And and I tell people that want to help kids all the time, learn as much as you can before you're the one sticking your neck out for that kid because you're going to end up setting him back more than you realize, maybe even more than you're Mm -hmm. helping. By making these little mistakes, giving bad advice here, saying the wrong thing here, you know, because uh, these coaches are are very skeptical when they call on kids, right? Mm -hmm. And they want all the little details. And if they see a little red flag, and it could be just from an outsider that's a third party that's playing a role, that could be the difference in them deciding to offer or waiting to learn more.
3: Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like
1: who are these people involved? They don't even seem to know what the hell they're talking about. Yet here they are trying to make decisions on the kids' behalf. And so those schools will pull back. So Mm -hmm. we need more people helping, but those people really need to be verified, certified, validated. Mm-hmm. Like, know your shit before yeah. you go out here and you start trying to play this role. Right. You know, as a scouting coordinator, director, whatever you want to call yourself in this kid's life, like, you can do far more damage than good. Yeah. You know, yeah, no and, doubt.
0: And, and a lot of that stuff, you know, you'll get somebody guide a kid in a certain way based off of, how something strokes their ego or their personality or something. And then, emotionally, that dude's unstable and he's trying to give a kid advice on where his future's going to go. See, yeah. like, that <laughs> right. could be a big problem.
1: See right? a lot of that. Right. See a lot yeah. of that, you know, because you got to think the people that are just trying to attach themselves to a kid, mm-hmm. that are trying to elevate on a kid's back, probably menti- mentally unstable to begin with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, build your name, build your network, build your Rolodex and then use that to elevate a kid mm-hmm. instead of the other way around. And I think a lot of these guys say, well, I'm attached myself to this kid, and I'm going to be in this I'm process go with him, yeah. and it's going to elevate me along the way. But, I mean, I promise you, when you leave those offices, those coaches are laughing at you. Yeah. They know you're in above your head. They know you're in a role you shouldn't be in. You know, and they see you as a liability. So when that kid goes to their school, they're going to try to put a wedge between you and that kid mm-hmm. because they know you're – you're lying. Right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I I yeah. listen, I've lost clients because they felt like I should have talked to a coach or mm-hmm. spoke on their behalf or something. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna call a coach and ask him to do something or tell him something because the minute that that falls true, now I done lost my credibility for the mm-hmm. kid that does need it. Exactly. You know, you, you know what that's I'm saying? The other so part. yeah, that's the other side of it. And it it's like, you know, uh, it, it's it's like I've I've had a parent come to me and say, "Well, I've heard you help who you want to help," and I'm like, "It's who I ain't are. never not helped a kid that didn't deserve right. help." Mm-hmm. So whoever gave you that is probably somebody unstable. That, they probably didn't have no yeah. offers.
2: Yeah, like oh, I can't the it,
0: like that. Right. The, like the, the the a kid with twenty offers. He's probably talented, right? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I don't think you mistakenly get 20 offers, just like right. you don't mistakenly get one offer. right You, you know like there's a there's a level of talent that's involved in it. There's a level of behavior and education and all of these things that come together that I don't have no control over. And then the other thing is is as a trainer out there, like word to any trainers out there that's young, don't attach yourself to a kid because when a kid fails, you fail. Yeah. You know you know what I'm saying? You give that kid all the guidance in the world and give him the foundation to be successful, but he has to apply it and he has to be able to take it and do something with it himself. Mm-hmm. Not just, not, you can't take him by the hand and walk him through the recruiting process. Right. That's not what happens. They got to be able to do this shit. They got to work out. They got to show up at the gym. They got to do their schoolwork. How many kids? The first thing that I ask kids when they come in is, man, how's your grades? Right. Good. You getting recruited? I got two offers. You registered with Clearinghouse. What's Clear? Well, some Chad, Chad know Alexander, yeah, the, yeah, the running yeah. back from the, Landry. He right? Landry. Yeah. 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 He had. He came in here. He rushed for three hundred yards against Curtis. And Gritty was training here. And I'm like, uh, man, what's up with this Chad kid? And he's like, um, well, coach, you know, he, 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 might, he might not be able to go to college. I'm like, why not? And he's like, well, he, he don't really even talk. And I'm like, what? He's like he don't talk. I said, "Man, get him to come do a session." Mm-hmm. So he's like, "All right, cool." So he comes over, he does a session, I talk to him. He's like, "Uh, he had like just enough GPA to play. He had a 12 on the ACT." And I was like, "What you going to do?" He's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "Nah, we're going to figure he, this he out." He didn't see himself going. Yeah, happen. he he didn't even yeah. think it was a possibility he for didn't, him he didn't, he didn't, because he didn't. of the environment that might have been created for him. So he didn't see. Yeah, so when, when when we got him a tutor and we got him we got him you know we started taking him with us on our little trips and stuff like that and he ended up with a New Mexico offer or yep, something like right. that. In the, the trip part, dude, he made a no dean's way. list. Yeah, he's on really? all, out. dude. Yeah. He's about oh, to graduate wow, yeah. in May yeah. with a communications degree, mm-hmm. a the communicate kid couldn't, The kid who could talk, right?
2: right. And listen, we saw it firsthand, of course, because you know, having you know. You know they pairs. You know they be on yeah. <laughs> each other. So you know we saw it all, like just being in a van and they were talking. Chad and Chad would be like, "He had that. He problem. couldn't get it. He out. Could, yeah, no. so well, he's funny was, in his own way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Chad did definitely. say something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, wasn't yeah. even trying
1: to be funny. He was just, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he's just a funny kid. We yeah. had him for a while with the yeah, bootleggers. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I remember um he was skeptical. I, I recruited him to come over from another program, and it was. I could sense he didn't have a ton of confidence in himself, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he kept questioning me as the event was approaching. Like, are you really going to play me? Like, do you really have an idea? He went
0: to- through a little period where he was second-guessing himself because mm-hmm. what well, was you- happening is is he had some people around him that yes. was telling him he wasn't he wasn't yes. going to make you it. Remember. And, and I was going to mess him over. And I was trying. Dude, I get nothing for Chad graduating other than some... Uh, me and the kid have a great relationship. And that personal reward. Yeah, yes. right. right. But on. but that's what I'm saying. Like New Mexico, I don't have a New Mexico T-shirt. Like I, right. I don't have like I don't have nothing. My reward is exactly what you just said. To know that that kid went, and now he don't have to ever ever be in a situation that he was in before because mm-hmm. he empowered himself through education. If you remember, mm-hmm. he was a part of the circle that yeah. we had mm-hmm. when, when he actually came. that 19 to you, class, he huh?
2: He was like, Coach, would you? Like, Coach Jimmy just called and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, like, yeah, man. He you was better like, go. Well, well, Coach, I don't have a, you know, because he was in that situation. He was dependent on everyone, right? Yeah. Well, coach, I don't have a ride and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, man, look, listen, we going to the same place. Mm-hmm. Do we need to pick you up? Whatever yeah. we need to do. I remember that. You don't know, I have, we we have rods. I don't have yeah. money. You know. Yeah, we will walk through that Are you gate. sure
1: you're going to use me? Am I going to play or am I just, yeah. Yeah, you know? Dude, he, had, it,
2: he had him in his ear like, well, you know, that's just a mm-hmm. publicity stunt or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And he was second guessing everything.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. it, he, 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 I mean, he's one of the, my favorite stories, that kids that ever come through here. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, now it's, it's, then he got up there. He had a heart murmur. So he had Brilliant. the proper medical treatment and stuff up there, to where you know he was okay. He had a whole—he was in the ICU for like three days or something. And This and is
1: something. Had he been in the public arena, not in, not in school, he might not have learned in time. Yeah, right. Might not have got the. Oh no, he would still treatment. be
0: stuttering and all. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a speech degree, a <laughs> communicate. It's insane. It just shows you. It's God, right? Like you want to hear a joke? <laughs> Tell him what your plans are. That's and Chad had is. no plans, but yeah. he he didn't know what Clearinghouse was. He didn't know nothing. And then what we did was is we had got him tested to where he could take the ACT in pieces.
1: Yeah, because with no yeah. time limit, right?
0: Because that was the other thing. They put him in a room, and and you know he was taking makeup. Like it, it was like like it was a plan of attack that was put in place. But again, Chad had to do it, and he did it, and he's gonna be rewarded because of it. But the funny thing
2: is, the funniest shit ever, bro, was walking in a walking into Landry Walker, right? Him and going to see the counselor, right? And saying, What do this kid need to be able to go to the college? And they look at like, Who are you? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. who is this who is this white guy? Yeah. Right? <laughs> coming into <laughs> who Walker. Is, who is this white guy coming into Landry Walker asking mm-hmm. about this kid? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's man, man. God did.
0: Yeah. That's all, that's all you could say, God did. So, how do you see like this whole NIL thing? I love the
1: idea. I hate the current structure, right? I do think kids should be able to. I mean, this is America. How can you tell an eighteen-year-old he can't Not earn a living? More. Yeah, I mean, in a capitalist society, well, it's 15 and so on. Fifteen-year-olds, yeah, yeah. In a lot of states, Louisiana is one of them. California, a lot of these states now, these kids can uh, can get paid in high school, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, I just don't like the fact that there's very little, if any, structure. They mm-hmm. said initially coaches can't discuss this with players and set up an NIL agreement directly
0: through the coach. Through,
1: yeah, through a coach for recruitment purposes. Mm-hmm. That's out of the window now. Yeah, I mean, are y'all enforcing that or has that rule been retracted altogether? Yeah, because seatbelt law? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. So it, it is kind of the wild, wild west right now. And I think in time. They will put some stipulations in, but they're they're the NCAA is really handcuffed here. This, mm-hmm. this, the courts are what push this through. The court says you can no well, longer do they this.
0: They probably don't have the manpower to enforce anything. No? Yeah,
1: they don't have the manpower to enforce it. Nor can they, if if they limit and restrict anyone's ability to earn, they're going to be challenged in court and lose. The mm-hmm. courts were very clear: you cannot prohibit athletes. You know whether you call them amateur or not. You, you can't prohibit them from, from earning income, and you can't put caps on it. They were very clear in their mm-hmm. decisions that led to all of this. So I don't think they can ever really put this cat back in the bag. Everything they've explored, um, they've been told by lawyers, like, yeah, y'all can enforce that rule, but as soon as it gets challenged in court, we're going to lose again. And they just spent millions and millions and millions of dollars fighting this, this, this losing battle. They don't want to go back in those courts. Yeah. You know, and to think it all started from Ed O'Bannon, the UCLA basketball player mm-hmm. that was tired <coughs> of them that was using. That 30 years ago. Yeah, ago, uh-huh. and that's how long this court battle took. Yeah. You know, he's been fighting it, saying, hey, you used my likeness on somebody the cover of did. one of your games.
0: Ed O'Bannon and somebody.
1: Else. Yeah, there were a few others, but I think Ed O'Bannon was the one that he really led that one. charge. Yeah. And, uh, and it just, you know, yeah. in time, they just basically gave up. They had no more fight. They, there was nothing else they could stand on. So, I, I don't know if they'll ever be able to change it, honestly. I think it's just going to be a free-for-all. But here's the truth of the matter and what people need to understand. This happened illegally for decades. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. now at least these promises are now in the form of guarantees and contracts yeah. so the player is protected. It's above board. It's, it's legal, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, you're only seeing... What we always knew was happening prior, mm-hmm. right? You know, right. and instead of a seventy-five thousand dollar bag of money being delivered on mm-hmm. National Signing Day, you know, it'll be a promise mm-hmm. and a contract mm-hmm. and some protections for the player. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it's really changed nothing other than other that it's become visible now. Yeah. You know, so
0: yeah, it's it's I I, I put you know I'm not going to just give nobody no money, so I, I I've kind of put my own. Thing together. And I have a bunch of kids on them right now, um, mm-hmm. like Baron Sorrell at Texas and all of that, and, and O'Donnell. And, and i got a few kids where we built a do-it-yourself website where it's basically an affiliate program. So these kids have customized links. Mm-hmm. They post on their story. They become our marketing. And they put nice. the story out. They put the link out. Anything that's traced back to their link, they make 30% of. Yeah, so they cool. they making sales. So they got to actually do something mm-hmm. to to make to the money. It, right. And then the, the high school kids that are doing it, they're they're actually coming in here and naturally a big part of my thing is, is you got to do the training. So right. you, you know we 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 training them up and stuff like that and and they getting the links and they trying to pro- promote it. It hasn't really like went over really big. I have a few coaches that are making some good money doing it. But um, from the NIL side of it, I, I haven't had too many kids make any kind of decent money with it. But I think it's just a matter of time because I'm, you know, Goda becomes a household name. That'll change. Yeah, you're me. getting there. You're getting, getting there. Me. I mean, yeah. you
1: keep doing the things you're doing, and you know, and you see the interviews now with Jameis Winston and these things, and, and his praise for you. And I know I've sent you a couple kids recently.
0: Yeah, what a, I heard the kid played this weekend, huh?
1: Yeah, played really well. Yeah, no, feels, no problem. Feels great. You better this
2: recognize, is, <laughs> hey, I you wish I recognize. I
1: wish I'd have tapped in before I had my back surgery. You yeah, because I mean? you you was when, oh, I was when you said because you trained over Trey part. Palmer. Yeah,
0: Trey Palmer was about have back Palmer. surgery.
1: Yeah, he kept having that little pinch that sciatic nerve. Yeah, it was L four L five. We, we clean him.
0: We clean him up. And, well, they they'll pin it down out like a, a lumbar issues or, or something, but it's all compression. And That's it's it. it's really, it's a lot to do with the weight room and how these kids mm-hmm. are, the behavior in the weight room, meaning the hip thrusting and stuff compresses the spine.
1: I'd like to say mine was from the weight room. but it was, <laughs> Yours it was, was sitting too much yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. honestly. Right, and
0: being on a computer. And, like driving 60,000 yeah, miles yep, a year. Yep, I yeah. mean, in the yeah. car, yeah. yeah. And then it was on your right side or your left side? Left side.
1: Left side. It became
0: permanent, that shooting pain that you yeah. get there's so much
1: scar tissue in there that that shooting pain just stayed. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, it's been like an hour now. Is this thing going to go away?" Didn't go away for two months. Mm-hmm.
0: It it's mm. something to do you with know. the way you sit cuz everybody pokes their right foot out and it, that's a whole nother mm-hmm. podcast but um no, and and I I think the NIL too, one of the things that me and Donald used to talk about what the whole thing was is um it may make the NFL a little bit better cuz somebody that's going to be responsible in high school and college and, and all the way up to the pro level, some of the bad behavior might get weeded out of there through the NIL, through the NIL yeah, because now they're going to have the money to go make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, I never yeah. thought about it yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, we talked about we, that. We, we was yeah. like, that was why they did it at, yeah. at one point. Yeah. Like, we figured, but like, you know. You, you know
2: yeah, you have, the, you have the ones who really, that's their dream. That's their
0: passion, right, to see that NFL logo
2: on them. But then you have the ones who, per se, just chasing a bag. Yeah, one, so if one they, of one yeah, Maserati. Yeah, so like if if they get to get to the bag before they get to get to the league, then their true personality comes out before, mm-hmm. you know, like because again, you have a certain character, you have a certain line that you have to walk on. Know, mm-hmm. you know, because you know those conversations trinkle all the way down. Okay, what's this about this kid? What's this? How was his? How was his? First pamper change? What else? Mm-hmm. You know, they go into depth with it. But for the kid that that's able to get that nil and they get a nice lump sum of money, then if that's what they were chasing, then that's gonna show.
1: Yeah, you know. No, and you learn, I guess, financial literacy to, through it as well, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So you better. Well, they say that. <laughs> <We> wanna? <laughs> yeah. They say the average NFL career is three years.
0: It's th- it was, three. It was. Four it was years, three. Yeah. Three four years. Maybe so, less I mean, now. Yeah, how many of that's those? that's just strictly off of how long they last in the league. That's not even making mistakes. And like you right. say,
2: financial literacy is a big play in it, right? Because even the kids that's getting those nils, a lot of them are not being told that you're going to have to pay taxes on that.
1: Man, I had one of those conversations. Yes, a kid. lot of them. Yeah, because I know w that. nine oh my So God. for them, yeah. So for them
2: nils, right? So then you get this kid who get this big sum lump sum of money, right? And now they listening to. Whoever okay now they go to get this and this and this and this and now they didn't spent the whole wop right and then at the end of the year, they I need was like the, okay boom now you have to pay taxes on that. And they they need to take that. it out
0: immediately yeah. if they're going to protect them kids. They right. need to take that. that money. That should be automatic, them, right? Well, that's it should, it should that's be. A, and that's a step should be like towards, a paycheck.
2: That's a step towards okay. So for the nil, you know okay. Look, listen, if this is the money, then like listen, we're going to take this out and set it on the side because a lot of them kids don't do know students that.
0: pay taxes.
2: On that
1: kind on of that, money, they on do that, on the NIO yeah. stuff they do. Yeah,
0: is is um, that's something I never thought about. Was was do, do they um, not only pay taxes, but is it is it a gift tax or is it a uh how does that go down? Is yeah.
1: it a salary? It's a, it in the form of salary. That's okay. how it's taxed, yeah. just like income. Yeah, you know, and so they you can got lose a and third of it. Like, so like he just yeah, said, yeah, because they don't have children like, to claim. Yeah, like he said, you know? like he said, well, name, image, and likeness. Not.
2: Right. This your name, your image, and your likeness. You can't, You're being you paid can't for. stop a kid from being paid, right? right? This is what they're being paid for. So just like, like he said in the, in a the, in a conversation of being an American kid, right? Um, taxes is a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big so part. you know they get this money and then they just like okay, boom, boom, boom. They they hit whatever they hit and they blow it all. And then when it's time to when they come back to them, like then they like damn, well we didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I mean, now it's it's like it's like I got, you know, I got, so in 26, I Shaquem Stewart's in here, Jabari Max in here, Jackson Fields is in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a great freshman class, 26th class right now. Then 27, I got uh, Nigel Marshall. So I, I got the number one D-TAC on the con- mm-hmm. Like, these kids are all up there. Like, they potential millionaires in three years. Yeah. So it, it's like now the conversations that we're having is like, if you forgetting your shoes, if you forgetting to do a homework assignment, what the fuck are you gonna do with a million dollars in your pocket? What you gonna forget then? <laughs> when yeah, right. when the things that you're working towards don't seem as important. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would I would almost like knowing what I know now, like I would have been scared for look for me with a million dollars at eighteen years old. Uh. I'd be dead, like probably.
1: I had a a good chunk of money at 20. I was broke at 22.
0: Yeah, it don't take long. You know what I mean?
1: I I made every mistake possible. I drove a BMW. You know, I lived in the moment. Lived in the moment, lived on the beach. You know, I had gold jewelry and shit. But by the time I was 22, I had a car that I could barely afford the oil change for. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm selling off jewelry one piece at a time. Yeah, yeah.
0: To get by, not here. And I
1: was like, shit, I got to go sell shoes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah, you, you 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 you'll see, um I did it too. I I I made a lot of mistakes young. I, we I, all still, did. Yeah. I think we all did. And yeah, that's kinda that's one of the things that's yeah. always brought us together. Yeah. I think we, we all, all knew. knew
1: that, you know, we didn't we weren't straight arrows for yeah. a lot of our yeah. lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. we overcame
0: and so we can kinda
1: and all our paths were different and the stories are probably different, but we all made a lot of the mistakes, same behavior, like, of, yeah. 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 You know, uh, it's
0: usually the behavior that is the um the problem. It's never the mm-hmm. like some people like it might be gambling, and some people it's it's, you know, yours might have been like it's like a clout, like like you want to look good and feel good, and, or you are using the look good to feel good because mm-hmm. something else is going on, and that's what my problem was is I was trying to always use drugs to mask a lot of the problems that I had, and they I, they, I, my, they were still my, there. My
2: issue was I was. I was grown too early. Yeah, yeah. I was I was grown too yeah. early. It well, was, and exactly grown, what we talking about? You was, found men- your million yeah. dollars another way. Yeah, I was mentally, I was mentally blocked because yeah. I was so you know you know that saying you know well if you want to be the boss well you go d- okay yeah. and that's what I did right and then trying to hand that down to mine I some I felt like I gave it to him a little too early because like in this same setting we set up here and David Johnson literally said. You know, there was a lot of coaches that didn't want to deal with Duck because they didn't want to deal with Duck Dad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I told you that yeah, one day. Yeah, you know. But. I said
1: as much as you're an asset in that young man's structure, you're becoming a liability in his recruitment. Yeah. I remember that conversation. Yeah. I probably wasn't that direct. I was probably tiptoeing around you at that time because, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but, but yeah, and and that's what I, I've I've had to tell a few parents that of late over the last couple of years, like. You're a detriment to your child's recruitment right now. You need to back off and let it develop naturally. You know yeah. schools are scared to death of you. You know I, y- I never heard that about you, by the way. No uh, coach ever told me. Yeah. I
3: don't
0: know about his dad. You know yeah. I've had some of those conversations. Shit, I saw that shit firsthand, <laughs> bro. I remember when I'm like, dude, you got to get off the cliff, bro. I remember
1: when Ryan would like make a sub on defense with the
0: bootleggers or something, and
1: Duck would come out and shit. I'd I walk over to Ryan and be like. As long as it can be out, bro. Like, I don't want to deal with pops at the end. You put, I'm just giving him a series of two off. But that, you know what?
0: Play. It's on every level. It I does. remember at SMU one day after the first game, somebody, one of the staff walking up and saying, man, you know, well, he's going to, I'm like, whoa, whoa, bro. Mm-hmm. Slow down, dog. We don't need to hear that shit. You ain't got to explain, dog. Mm-hmm. We not yep. them people. Like, fuck, when it's his time, it'll be his time. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. And they, they was like, like, almost like they felt like they owed us an explanation. And I'm like, is that where we at with college football now? Is it in that uh, like it's the park now? They're so used to turning into a ball. They're
1: so used to parents being like that that they just are starting to assume most are. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at now.
0: See, when when you got to pacify half the time and you don't can't you can't do your job no more. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's
2: a problem. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we're in a portal right now, and I'm not that guy, coaches.
2: No, at all. At all. You're a grown man now. Right? He's yeah all on him right great young man too yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah um you know i i guess um like kind of in closing or whatever kind of talk well let, let let's say this like first of all a kid calls you up and he's like hey coach jimmy i don't even know what the kids call you but jimmy Emmy, they, they <laughs> what what you know they, they what advice are you giving that kid? Like, he wants to know, hey, man, I just got my first offer or I haven't gotten my first offer. That advice may be different. Mm-hmm. But um, it is. what do you tell that kid? Like, what do you when, – when they say, hey, man, I, I, I need to know what's the best thing I could do.
1: Yeah. Um, I tell them eliminate frustration, right? So this is going to be a frustrating process. Whether you have 40 offers or zero, it's going to become frustrating, mm-hmm. right? You have to eliminate that because – that is the biggest distraction. Mm-hmm. it will kill gymnasium. your motivation. It'll kill your spirit, your confidence, and, and your body language. It shows. When you're frustrated, most people show it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's a yeah. hard thing to hide. You yeah. can hide pain better than you can hide frustration. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, it always starts there, you know, especially if this is the beginning of a process or if it's the kid that says, man, I'm, I see everybody around me getting offers and I just can't get any attention. So I tell them, well, stop thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Worrying about what they're doing, you know, what what's your activity? What are you doing? Are you reaching out to coaches? Right. Are are you doing that? Is your highlight made on huddle? Let mm-hmm. me send. Let me see your highlight. Why do you mm-hmm. have these plays in the front of your huddle? Mm-hmm. You only have the attention span of a minute or two from these coaches at most. If that. Yeah. Put your best plays in the front, yeah, right? And we just right. start structuring a foundation. I tell them like ability. ten good
0: plays, and that's it.
1: Yeah, that's really all you need. I mean, honestly, I could see it in three to eight plays yeah that's all i need you know what i mean so and that's all they need so um it's really the foundational build where you're just giving them the little pieces and you try to develop an understanding and hope that they take that in and the more that they retain and the more they want to know the more i'll feed them Mm -hmm. you know and and when i see that they really are trying to form themselves in a way to be successful in this recruiting game then i'll i'll go head over heels On their behalf, so you
2: you basically gauge it off of Mm -hmm. the things that they retain. So when they originally come, if they retain and put into play what you're telling them, then then I'll
1: put more. Right, 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 right. right, Because what I've noticed is the kid that doesn't is the kid that's going to count the offers.
0: Yeah, right.
1: You know what I mean. And and it's like I will match or exceed your effort, but I've got to see your effort. I'm not going to work harder on this than you. You're asking me for advice, but really all you want me to do is help you. You're not really funny. looking. Well, for what you yeah, got? What you got? It.
0: Yeah, what yeah. you got is you got a kid. You got two different kids. You got a kid that walks in there and he's going to ask you because he's looking for guidance. And then you mm-hmm. got a kid that's going to come in there and ask you. So you think he's looking for guidance, and you think that he's trying his hardest. So you think, but he already got his mind made up on how he's going to handle everything. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, not kids, we call that an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like he already got his mind made up on what he's going to do. He's asking your question, but he ain't going to listen to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ask for advice, take the advice. If you don't want that if you don't want it, you know, then it, then, then, it then leave it away, right, but right. if I if, if somebody comes to you on a recruiting thing and you've been doing it for 10, 12 years or whatever, they should probably listen to what you got to say. And then like you said, cuz if they do and I see them making those moves, then, you know, and that I'll kid may more, Yeah, you know? that kid may come back too. He may be like, "Look, coach, Hey man, it's been two months. I, I put the time in. I did this. I changed my huddle. I did that. Blah 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 blah. What is it? Like I, I, sometimes you gotta. I tell kids sometimes maybe you're not good enough, and and it's not. That's tough. It is. But they need to be honest because they could spend four years trying to do something that. Hey, I don't give a fuck how you spend it, dude. I could go out there in the gym and I could try all I want. I'm not dunking. I'm never gonna dunk a basketball. No, at four foot fourteen? No, dude, it's not gonna happen. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like I could spend my life trying that or I could go figure out another way to be a part of that. Right. You know, we've had a couple of kids come through here that was like, hey bro, you super smart. You got a high ACT. Maybe you should get into the sports agency side or maybe you should get into the management mm-hmm. side or maybe you should do this or maybe you could become an athletic trainer or a you medical person. You still could person. be around the field. Yeah, right? and you, you, still you could, could still be, be in, that, game, in that in that world, yeah, but football different, as different the player brand, may yeah. not be for you. right? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I, I think that,
1: that kids need to hear that stuff. That's such a hard balance though, right? Because you don't want to take the hope away from
0: them.
3: Yeah.
1: Right? You don't want to snatch that from them, but you also want them to live in reality. Because if you live in reality, you're going to limit your frustration, your disappointment. And those right. are the things that derail you in life, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this balancing act, you know, and that's where I really try to get a feel for the individual. You know, um, is that confidence real or is that false bravado? Mm-hmm. If I could tell you really believe in yourself, then I can be more upfront,
3: with you. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: you know, so you ask the questions early and. And a lot of these kids don't realize why I'm asking some of these questions. I, I'm trying to build a profile on this kid mm-hmm. so I know how to mm-hmm. handle him individually. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a very interesting thing, you know. And I, I brought you a gift,
0: Gary. Oh, yeah. might
1: help you uh, dunk these basketballs, okay? <laughs> now, I'll let you know. You're the only adult in Louisiana that's going to have these, okay? Okay. These are exclusive, only for bootleggers. But you're a bootlegger. I know you don't wear cleats anymore. Right. These are our new cleats. I appreciate it. Right? Now, that, you told man. me 10 and a half, but I know I'm a foot guy. You're actually a 10, <sighs> but probably an E in width.
0: Yeah, I'm a little wide.
1: Yeah, so this is a wider cleat. So this is a 10. It's going to fit you really well.
0: That's okay. important, wide toe box cleats. Yeah, and if you don't want have to those, give them to a
1: kid. Oh, yeah, I got to sign it?
0: You're going to have to. I'm going to
1: reduce the value of these cleats.
0: That's all right. So, and
1: I got a pair for Duck too.
0: That's what's up. I yeah, got a pair man. for Duck too. I appreciate that's what's up. that, dog. That's nice. So this is what y'all wearing. See, that's the other thing. When they don't get to play for the because they don't get the gear and they like fuck the bootleggers. Yeah. Well see. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't it, win, dude. It, it can't. If it's something, they're gonna find a reason for you not to win. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I make
1: sure the kids they all know they get it. But the ones that ask before they decide if they're playing with us, that's a red flag for
2: me. Right, right.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I and, I mean, I can get my hands that's on right. anything for a kid, you know, and send any kid I want packages anywhere in the country. My job allows me to do that. But I don't. Because if you're playing here just for this gear, then you're not mm-hmm. going to give yeah. us what Federal. we need on that field, yeah, yeah, you know. so yeah.
0: that, that happens a lot, too, a man. Lie. You see it at some of the schools. Listen, my daughter and them, she starts left field for Curtis. They don't won two state championships in softball her freshman and sophomore year. She played left field both years. This is the junior year. You got a group of some younger kids that's in there. And they lost to Mount Carmel, I think, for the first time in four years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's kind of like the little trend that Marquise and went through. And you got a few kids in there that understand that tradition over there of winning Mm -hmm. and excellence and all of this stuff. And then you got some kids that come in there and they think, shit, I'm at Curtis. I'm going to win a state championship. And we got Nike and we got this and we got that. guess what? They miss those four-hour practices, and they miss getting home at nine o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. And stuff they don't see that part. Plus, you got homework. Then yeah. you got to wake up and do it again. That in the Saturday morning film session yeah. after the game yeah. ended at yeah. eleven o'clock, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: All the extra stuff yeah. y'all do over there. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: Right. yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and and they think because you you with something that and listen, that's seven on seven, where I was competitive.
1: It's very competitive, and it's becoming more and more competitive, especially it's a now. Tough that, space, yeah. Especially more NFL guys getting involved. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of teams, and and of course they recruit high level players. Yeah, and those players with play high hard level for gear, them, with high level gear. Yeah, but you're gonna play for those guys. Yeah, if you're on the sideline and you're run, you're on a team that's run by Tyreek Hill. You're gonna show
0: up. Yeah, right? you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, the last person you want. They say, bro. Give my shit and get out of here. You because know, that's yeah, what he's going to say. Yeah, so.
1: Don't run. I'll catch you. It, yeah, you know? right. You can't get away from Tyreek. Right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, you see a lot of those guys. And, and I love seeing it, honestly. It adds some validity <laughs> to the whole sport. Mm-hmm. Um, when you it have it's good end. to see them guys back the, back, yeah, back down yeah, there, though. I wish Matt one of them working would give it to us. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> think I mean, we have it like that, you know. So and I, I've never asked, but damn. Yeah. You know, I, I have some of our former players that are sponsoring other programs.
0: Mm. You know,
1: and they tell me they love me, uh, and,
0: you know, and they're so. And they probably and do, thankful but you, you got to look at I'm it like. like shit, you, when yes, you look at, when you so look at, um, when you look at it, when I look at like the bootleggers or whatever, it's stu- it stood the test of time. It's been here for a long time. And you got a couple other people out there that's got, you know, programs that's been around, like the Blaze and, mm-hmm. and certain teams and stuff like that. And I know Matthew Joseph yeah. and them. I don't and,
1: know that team you speak of. Yeah. <laughs>
0: of course not but but what i'm saying is is people look at them as well they there all the time you take them for granted yeah and i think it what it is and i think like we have athletes that come through here and sometimes i'm sitting there going and we had the conversation the other day and i'm like man they don't ever get back they don't do nothing they don't and then i'm like probably because we're so much of the norm mm-hmm. that it's hard for them to wrap their head around man what if he wasn't there what right. if I wouldn't have had a coach Gary or a call bootleg or a coach Jimmy? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What if I would what if that guy wouldn't have been there? I better make sure that he has everything he needs because we were so consistent and we were so reliable and we was mm-hmm. always there. So I guess and maybe that's just me trying to find acceptance in the whole situation, but well, you I, know. I
2: find that I find that, you know, again that and that everything <laughs> falls back to like maturity, right? If I was maturity because even though they say, Coach Jimmy, we love you. I love you, right? All of that, you know. A lot of these kids be like those guys who are who are able to give back, right? They're so they're still finding themselves and being youngsters who who who've been blessed to receive a certain amount of finances, right? And then they just trying to keep we'll everything to else a going. Bonus. With, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, however that part <laughs> go, right? And and I, I I contribute that part to just maturing, right? Yeah. And then being able to, cause everything moves so fast for them, Mm -hmm. right? That like we still gotta keep in mind that these are young, twenty two to twenty five, you know, millionaires. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, it it just—I mean, I don't know, you know—I say, like I said, you know, it's just, you know, when they mature, you know, or or when they stop moving, when life stop moving so fast, and it become normal for them, then maybe they're able to be like, okay, well, damn. So I gotta uh, wait
1: on dudes to retire.
2: I'm not going to say that. Hopefully, hopefully they don't mature nah, yeah. that late, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's yeah. it's a maturity factor and, right? And, and and, listen, you we don't do want to come and give back to the community, right? Mm-hmm. That that you know, cuz it's it's a couple of more kids that's like you. And now you were blessed to be put in a situation and that's you know, you should give back. You should mm-hmm. want to give back, right? Cuz it's a kid that's you that might not have what you had. But again, and like I said, that comes with maturity. Right? You know, yeah, but then we all know maturity is. It take time for certain people longer for for some more. For well, look at it, I'm forty eight, right?
0: Yeah, am <laughs> still doing dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. it it wouldn't be pro- I'm relevant. Not say that. Listen, it wouldn't be I relevant. Wouldn't be an adult till thirty, dude. It wouldn't be relevant. <laughs> I wouldn't well, be well, I didn't. I didn't get 30. off of drugs till I was thirty years old. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. Well, no, older than that. I was thirty six or something. But uh, but uh, you know. um and 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 then the last thing would be the parent that comes to you and says, "Well, I guess those answers might be the same, huh?"
1: Yeah, quite
0: often. Make sure your your, your kids' social media is together. Make sure that they're uh, huddles together
1: pretty much and um and be a part of the celebrations. <laughs> Other than that, stay out of the way as much as possible. Yeah, stay on top. You're of
0: not it. being recruited. Yeah, your don't son ingest yourself. Into yeah. These oh, it's called. It's it's, it's tough.
1: It's tough and I mean it's all if I had a son that was a recruit, I don't know how I'd be either. As much as I know, as many times I've done this, I'd probably cross those lines quite a bit too. Just no, the you, way you, I am with you my would. children. But, you are you're a father, well, man. I, yeah. Listen. you're
2: a father and a dad who didn't have a father and a dad.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I would tell you know, this is what dad, I
2: would do. Like you're a father and a dad that, that didn't have that. Like and right. I and I and now, you know, again, now that I'm—is that why we go overboard? Not, sometimes. Oh yeah, that's yeah.
0: why they spalled.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, Donald spawned. Trying to go above yeah. and beyond My kids are because. Spalled. Yeah, but, well, well, yeah. listen, a daughter's graduating LSU. It,
0: she's on a third call.
2: Then you understand. That's too, your fault. I know. That's then, what That's, you that's your fault. <laughs> but you understand too, like we had those conversations, right? So, mm-hmm. like when you come up in a, in a in a fatherless environment, right? Then it's like, okay, damn, that didn't feel good. So then you make these promises, right? Like, if, if God ever allow me, and then you have to hold true to those promises. Like, I'll tell anybody, man, at the end of the day, I know it was God, right? But it was my kid that saved me. And right, right. right that's, what, see, that's that was the determining factor. In, right? the, okay, in the human element. I have to stop doing what I'm doing to that I felt like I needed to survive. So right. then, okay, then you get in it. Man, I know who you are. I know who you are with your sons. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you know, if, if, if baby boy become this superhero right hey, and, he might the baby uh, no, might no the six-year-old
1: no he's got a little something to him okay so and got a little something happened, to him right and so and now that i'm that helping happened. him tap right. into that you right. right of
2: course you're you his father you're his
1: dad that kid took my spot in my bed last night and then, shit you <laughs> i mean i slept my it. ass on the couch hell no i get a, <laughs> right. a text from the wife in bed like hey look sonny took your spot sorry not sorry yeah. and i'm like well i guess i'm sleeping on the couch right Dude, I, I could have went I, and picked would, his forty five pound ass up and moved him, but I didn't I want to. I was, uh, like, he said right.
0: forty five pounds. I don't know what forty eight now. I think forty
2: eight. Right. Yeah, hey, man, hell yeah, you're gonna do because you his father. Yeah, you're his dad, right? Yeah, and you you try to change that history of your situation when you was
0: but six this years but this old, is the thing right? though, and this is yeah. what I, I say. One thing about my kids is is they know how hard I work. Right, they don't see me take a day off, you know what I'm saying? Like, they know I've missed family functions and vacations mm-hmm. because of work. So if anything that I give to them is, is that the things that we do have, it comes with a price tag. Yeah. They might not understand the value of money right now, but they know you got to do something to get it, Yeah, you know? But if Lil' Gary got his first offer tomorrow, I, he's going to be programmed to call his parents. He ain't calling me. <laughs> Well, cause I might go straight to Twitter with it. <laughs> uh,
2: well well fortunately and, and and I was able to go through those situations to where I know better now, right? Cuz right. again like I said, being young, I always was an alpha male, right? And I and I never meant to come across so strong but that's just who I was, right? I was in a world where if you were Because you were a 15-year-old adult. You if, had to be if that. If you was weak, you was just beat from the right, gate, right? right? Like like mm-hmm. like the like when you use the terminology of the puppies, right? I was the, I, I couldn't be the run of the litter. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when I was the run of the litter, mm-hmm. my mentality was never to be the run of the litter mm-hmm. because the run of the litter eat less. Mm-hmm. You know, now sometimes, and he has a 50-50% chance of even surviving because... Right. First of all, he's malnourished, right? right? And mm-hmm. then he's eating the leftovers of, oh, no way. Mm. So even, you know, and, and and listen, not just in this sports Whatever world. they don't want. Listen, not just in the sports world, right? And not just going through the recruiting process. I bumped his a lot with the school. Because mm-hmm. they, you know, and, and I wasn't, it wasn't meant, like I wasn't intentionally just being, Rrr. like, because that's, but that's just how it came across, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, like, look, listen, here, we here for school, we're not here for ball. So then I was able to transition into the 40-4, right? That was the decision. When we made a decision on the school, it was the 40-year plan, okay? Who's going to help you in the long term when you have family, mm-hmm. right. right? But that I bumped heads a lot with the school with mm-hmm. the same way, and it wasn't intended.
0: But it yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just your best. always
2: was alpha, right? Mm-hmm. But
0: this is the only way I knew how. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy, tell them where to find you on social media. Yeah, I
1: actually you find me on Twitter at Jimmy Detail, um at Hemi D Smith. <laughs> Jimmy Hemi D Smith. I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to relate to these Do you have an Instagram? I do. Um my Instagram got shut down, but we have the bootleggers Instagram that we rebuilt recently. I'm not a huge social media guy. Mm-hmm. Um which is odd being in Well you get media, tagged a lot. Right. I get tagged a lot yeah. and so on. And I'm more of a retweeter of other people I sport. Right. Um, right. I used to put a lot of opinions out there and so on. I just I don't I don't like people enough, man. I gotta yeah. be honest. I don't like people enough. I hate comment sections. So like at this point, probably not that active on social media. Yeah. Just stay away. Just stay um, away, man. Um.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you coming. Appreciate and, and you coming. You know, I, I know it was a little ride for you, you know, and. All and Appreciate you coming in and enlightening us and sharing your wealth of knowledge and your experience in the, in the game. And, um, you know, Donald, I appreciate you as always, and you stuck with me anyway. So, but this is Coach Gary, <laughs> Recoded the podcast, Recoded with Gary Scheffler, and we'll see you next time.